So a couple weeks back, uh, June 29th, late last month, the Parliament of Canada passed a law that was meant to give some tax relief to small businesses in Canada. Basically, it changes the way they're taxed when they hand it down to another family member. Um, but in a move that the opposition and legal experts are both saying is unprecedented and, and does not follow the way that our system is meant to work, um, the finance department has said, yeah, no, we're not bringing that into law just yet. You can wait until January. It it, it hasn't happened before, um, and we need to find out why and what can be done about it. So uh, let's get some details on this situation. We're joined now by Larry McGuire, who is a Conservative MP from Manitoba. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Yep, my pleasure. So first of all, let's just get um, the understanding on what this bill does. Uh, the bill that was brought forward, actually, it's law now. It, it, it received uh, royal assent. Um, just what is it meant to do and how does it work? It received royal assent on June the 29th. It passed both the House and the Senate. 19 Liberals even voted for it in the House. This bill is very simple. It levels the playing field for a family who wants to sell their small business corporation shares to their adult children or grandchildren and levels the playing field. By, by that I mean right now it's a penalty to sell to your own children. And that is because if you sell to a complete stranger you get the use of the capital gains exemption, which is at a very much uh, lower tax rate, than if you sell it to your own children because you have to declare the, uh, the, the sale as a dividend, the income from the sale as a dividend, which is at a much higher tax rate. And that has been a penalty that's been in place for a couple of decades, and uh, we've always felt that it was unfair to family small businesses, which is the backbone of, uh, you know, small businesses are the backbone of employment for the private sector across the whole country. Now, uh, important context here, it's passage through the House. Who was it supported by and who was it opposed by? It was supported by all of the opposition members and 19 Liberals in the House uh, at third reading. Then it went off to the Senate, where they brought an amendment in to try and kill the bill, but the Senate passed it 45 to 31, and then it received royal assent uh, uh, thereafter. Okay, now... And once it receives royal assent, this is the most important part here, once it receives royal assent, it is law. That's the, that's the way our system is designed to work. Unless there is a specific date mentioned in the bill itself, uh, we assume it becomes law of the land upon receiving royal assent, right? That's the way it's always worked. That is what the law states. Okay, so... Um, Tell us what happened to this bill. It's not becoming law of the land as of June 29th. They're talking about January 1st? It is the law as of June the 29th, but the government doesn't want to accept it. So they put out a press release the very next day on June the 30th saying that they would implement it on January the 1st, 2022, uh, which means nothing. It's a piece of paper with a press release announcement on it, but it's not backed by law. And so therefore... um, uh, basically what they're trying to do is scare small businesses into not proceeding with this because they will come back and implement, if they get a majority government, yeah. uh, some kind of a reversal of the whole process. Well, that- now, they tried to bring an amendment forward. The amendment that they tried to bring forward in the House was, first of all, to not have a, not be able to read, have a third reading of the bill in the Senate. And the other one was to uh, extract all small businesses from it except farmers and fishers 
which is only like 3% of all the small businesses in Canada. So I'm flabbergasted that the government hates small businesses enough that they would reverse this. Um, now, as you said, the, the important thing to remember here is if they push this back to January 1st, uh, we're all anticipating a fall election. If they win fall election, there's a very good chance that this bill could be altered, killed altogether, and would never come into effect on January 1st if they have a majority government, right? That's the indication, absolutely. Now, in terms of the legality around this, when we talk about you know a, a bill typically becoming law of the land when receiving lo- royal assent, is, is that the law? I mean, are they in violation of the law here, or is this something that's just a break from precedent? Is it a legality issue, or is it just this is the way we've always done it? The Office of the Law, Kirk, just informed me that this is the law, and they are breaking the law and in contempt of Parliament. So what's the recourse here? What what can the opposition parties do to, uh, I, mean, I mean, you got the law on your side. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess we vote them out. That's the big thing. But, uh, I mean, the big, you know, there's not many alternatives here. Uh, they're just trying to scare people into not proceeding with these sales. You can't stop small businesses selling from one generation to the next. There'll be many of them that take place over the next five months, even if we did wait till January. But, um, one of the recourses is we could, of course, call an emergency meeting of the Finance Committee of the House of Commons. Uh, and uh, uh, But the Finance Department put out the release, but they would not reply to the Globe and Mail. They will not apply to reply to myself. And they're not even applying, replying to the uh, uh, House of Commons Finance Committee chair. So uh, they know they don't have a leg to stand on, but this is purely a attack from the government to... Uh, sh- take a shot across the bow, I guess, if you will, uh, basically letting people know that they are going to reverse this if they form a government. Okay, so we're talking about it, um, and and I know we received a number of um, emails from different Conservative MPs yesterday saying, hey, you know, do you want to have somebody come on and talk about this? And you're sounding the alarm. I'm just wondering, are you optimistic this can be changed? Can I mean, if, if you've got the law, I mean, is there something you can do prior to January 1st, or are we just going to have to wait this out and, as you say, see what happens in the next election? Well, once it's determined who is the government after the next election, that government can can legally pass a bill. That has happened before. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Trudeau has passed bills to uh, soften things like, uh, you know, uh, criminal offenses, the the penalties for criminal offenses, and those sorts of things. But this is a tax, and you can make those retroactive. But if they go back and make this retroactive, uh, you know, it, it would be and try to collect taxes from people who do sell their home. That, that is a precedent, and certainly uh, from the tax side, uh, uh, not acceptable. The other side of this is the the tax department sends out interpretations of tax changes on a regular basis to chartered accountants and businesses across Canada. We've got support for this bill from Newfoundland to Vancouver Island, and we've received hundreds of kudos in regards to doing it. And all of the opposition parties have been in favor of this. It it was even brought forward by a new Democrat back in 2017, and we were all in favor of it then. But, of course, uh, with the new election, uh, it was defeated by the Liberals at that time because they had a majority. Right. But uh, so, you know, the option, option here is uh, for us right now is to uh, uh, see if they will. Uh, we, we've asked for a reply. We're not getting it. Um, and therefore, we may have to take other action. As I said, uh, perhaps an emergency meeting. Yeah, absolutely. And we will follow it closely. Larry, thanks so much for the insight this morning. I appreciate it. Well, I, I think the big thing here, too, Shay, is that 
Canadian Federation of Independent Business supports this, Independent Brokers Association of Canada, um, Canadian Federation of Agriculture, all commodity organizations in Canada have spoken out to the, to us. Uh, there may be the odd one that hasn't replied yet, but uh, Montreal Board of Trade, uh, you know, Canadian Life Underwriters Association. This affects all bakeries, dress shops, corner stores uh, in every one of our communities. And there isn't a senator or a member of parliament that doesn't have hundreds of these types of businesses in their constituencies. And they're, they're, the liberals are just uh, throwing a, a shot across the bow to all of them that says, uh, we would allow farmers and fishers, only 3% of the people, to, uh, to go ahead with this. But we're not going to allow the other 97% of you because, uh, and they haven't even given us a good reason. Right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, other than um, perhaps some loss of income to the national revenue, which is uh, probably amounts to the office supplies, paper and ink that the government yeah, has spent on an annual it's, basis. It's not going to be a truckload of money it, when you're talking about the national budget. So, Well, yeah. they also forget that that money stays in the hands of the people in their local communities, and it gets spent there, and it gets invested again. And, uh, uh, you know, they're concerned about uh, these actions of, well, uh, the, uh, you know, the the... the Parents might still be involved in the business. Uh, I don't know many small businesses who, but you know, and, and who don't have parents involved in the business after the mm-hmm. sale. Yeah. But in the case of many of these businesses, once the ownership changes and right. goes to the next generation, they are responsible for the fiscal management of that company. So they can, if they want to hire their parents back, or if the parents want to work for free, as uh, you know, I always say, I worked on my farm. Uh, for free for a lot of years before my father started paying me and I, I invested in it and eventually bought it. Uh, and then after I bought it from him, he didn't want to go away either, so he was still involved in it. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a fictitious argument that the Liberals have brought forward in this whole process. And uh, they're not, uh, the Finance Department hasn't really heeded the fact that, that this is just level of playing field. It doesn't give anybody an advantage. It just puts them on a level playing field. Okay, Larry, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a good day. That's Larry McGuire, who is a conservative MP 